Hello everyone. Today we are going to look into the beauty sector and a report we published a few days ago, maybe two weeks ago, about how COVID-19 impacted the beauty sector, how it impacted uh, during the epidemic and after the epidemic. I am here to talk about the report with Alison, uh, who has worked on the report, and we would like to, to share today with the audience a, a few conclusions we had on the report. Uh, especially, um, Alison, you, you, you mentioned um, the, the, an overview of, of the beauty sector before COVID-19 and some of the trends which um, came out of this and which were a change in the sector. What, what kind, of, what kind of, uh, of changes and differences did you see uh, before COVID-19 and just after COVID-19 in China? Right. Hi. So I'm Allison, one of the marketing managers at Dashway Consulting. So first, China's beauty market is by no means small. It's the second largest in the world at over 300 billion renminbi in annual revenue. Um, skincare takes 54% of the beauty sector. And some trends that we saw before COVID-19 was one, the high-end segment was growing proportionally faster. So high-end brand segment was growing at 18% year-on-year, while the mass brands were only growing at 5% year-on-year. Second is that social commerce is blossoming. Um, this is uh, Xiaohongshu, and also WeChat has its own platform called Youzan. And what we saw is on these platforms, especially for the beauty sector, the conversion rate is pretty high. And so this is kind of a new way of shopping and um, the year-on-year -year growth for Xiaohongshu was double in 2019. Lastly, oops, uh, lastly, yeah. there's a rising preference for domestic brands. Um, looking at the top 20 beauty brands in China, in 2012, only 7.6% of them were Chinese, while in 2018, 14% of the top 20 beauty brands in China were domestic Chinese brands. So this growth is pretty significant. It's very interesting. It seems that the COVID-19 uh, accelerated some trends which were already um, happening before, such as um, social commerce, uh, Xiaohongshu being one example. That was existing before and the epidemic was um, let's say a time where people had more time to 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 spend online and to do social commerce. Um, do you have the same analysis that the trends are not necessarily new, but have been accelerated with COVID-19? Right. So um, out of the three trends I mentioned, yes, the social commerce is definitely even more significant now because obviously during the pandemic people were less willing to go to offline stores and they're doing more live stream shopping and more um, shopping on Xiaohongshu and KOL marketing is definitely very important during this time. Um, there is one trend that might take a turn and that is um, the high-end segment was growing very fast before and we might see this slow down as people will be preferring um, they will be looking more at ingredients and less at brand names. So this could give a chance to any brands that focus on natural ingredients and focus on uh, skin health and skin repair. It's very interesting to see indeed that in the report, we, we mentioned that um, Chinese consumers online were uh, looking at, to, at the ingredients uh, and at the quality 
uh, of the, the beauty products they were buying um, more than before. And um, I think within the report, we found out that not all the categories um, went up. And for instance, makeup uh, went down, if my memory is correct, and um, specifically some uh, beauty products and finalizing on um, um, natural ingredients uh, grew faster. Right, yeah, so um, cosmetics was hit the hardest. Um, a McKinsey survey showed that 44% of respondents purchased less makeup, while 31 purchased less skincare, but then also 25% of people purchased more skincare, so it kind of balanced out. Um, but yeah, and then within makeup, um, obviously lipstick um, pretty much tanked there's because everybody is wearing a mask so sure. um, there's a beauty style now called coach out Zhuang. it's where you wear a, it's makeup for wearing masks so the focus is really on the eyes and um, also the skin and so the skincare sector it, it did take a little bit of a hit but it's actually doing um, pretty okay and a lot of the focus when people are at home, um, our social listening showed that a lot of people are talking about it's time to be at home and they're wearing less makeup so they see that their skin is getting healthier. So they're very excited about those results and it inspires them to purchase more skincare products. Well, at the same time, um, wearing a mask for a long time can be very damaging to the skin. So a lot of people are searching for products that have skincare repair functions. And also skin sensitivity is a big keyword now. A lot of people are finding that they have sensitive skin and they're looking for skincare products that can help repair their skin damage from wearing a mask, including anything like natural ingredients are really popular right now. And some of the comments we, we found online uh, through social listening were saying that people were switching from makeup to uh, skincare instead of putting makeup to take more care about their, their skin with specific products, as we say, more natural products. I'd like to go back on the Chinese brands. You, you mentioned that Chinese brands took off during um, the COVID-19 lockdown and after the COVID-19. Uh, do you see here a long-term trend or it's, it's just short-term and, and um, 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 was during the epidemic, or do you see a, a, a substantial change uh, which is going to stay? I think that this is going to, the, the preference for domestic brands, I think that this is going to be a long-term trend. Uh, I think this is a trend that was accelerated from COVID-19. Um, and the reasons are one, because patriotism is very high right now in general. Two, because also domestic brands really understand Chinese consumers and they understand how to reach them. They're usually very proactive about uh, social commerce, and also they are very familiar with like some uh, Chinese herbal ingredients that are very in right now. And so they, they include those in their ingredient list. And yeah, I think that a lot of Chinese brands are gaining momentum right now. And we, we, we looked into a very specific brand called Perfect Diary uh, in the past, and that's a very, very Chinese company, which is doing very well um, in a topic you actually uh, would like to talk about, which is private traffic. And uh, Perfect Diary has been an example of 
um, being very good at private traffic, private traffic being something very specific to China where e-commerce started with marketplaces like Taobao and then Tmall and then Jindong and many other marketplaces where uh, having your own site website and selling your own, your own website was not mainstream and now it's becoming more and more the case, not necessarily your own website, but your website, your WeChat groups, your WeChat channel, and your live streaming. So using a marketing platform to convert on your own assets, your own digital assets, and not through a marketplace. What did you see in terms of uh, digital changes uh, during the, the pandemic and after? Right, so some digital changes. Um, one, like you mentioned, private traffic, and then two is also live streaming. Um, live stream obviously ballooned under lockdown while everybody was at home. They spent more time on their phone and inevitably they spent a lot of time shopping on their phone looking at products. Um, and so some statistics for that was that um, as of February 18th, the monthly number of live streaming events on Taobao ballooned by 110% year on year. Um, also Douyin, also experienced um, around 70 to 100% growth as well during the lockdown period. So a lot of brands are using live stream now. Um, and then also one case in particular is Chloris Land, which is an Australian beauty brand. Um, during the coronavirus, Chloris Land directed its offline stores to all sell on WeChat. So that is um, over a thousand stores that would normally have offline sales, offline staff, they all went online during that period. And they actually had sales of 6.3 million renminbi during a live stream event that happened during the coronavirus lockdown in China. Very interesting. I believe that the next step is to see if those trends are uh, continuing or if it was just um, um, a short-term trend during and after the pandemic. Right, yes, that'll be very interesting to see because once stores open up, I'm sure um, people are very eager to go out shopping again, but at the same time, they might be a little bit more cautious to hit the stores. Thank you everyone for listening and uh, we will continue with new reports we will go through together um, online. Thank you, thank you for the discussion and hope everybody finds the beauty segment very interesting. Thanks everyone.